Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Perspective. I'm here today with Steph, JC, I'm Quan, and we are joined with Chandra Arndt, 160-pound flex fly- fight <laughs> title holder, bang Muay Thai purple belt, melanoma survivor, and a single mother who's holding it down. How you doing today, Chandra? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thank y'all for thanks y'all for um, having me on. Yes, man. We are so excited. Like I know. I feel like I know so much about you. I know, like, your backstory and all that. So I just yeah. wanted to fill my guests, uh, my co-host in and our guests in on, like, where it is that you come from. We talked about the melanoma survivor. Um, I know I, a lot of things about you, but I'd rather it come from you, and we'll go from there. Sure. We can go all the way back as far as when melanoma started or maybe when your fight career started. Sure. Um, so I started... Uh, training at, at Bang Muay, at Bang Muay Thai, um, I want to say 2017, 2018. Um, and it was very shortly after I was assaulted. Um, and I just, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I think that I just kind of needed something to remind me of like who I was because, you know, when I was kind of going through that, I feel like I lost sort of, like, I lost, I lost a lot of myself, but more importantly, like I lost a lot of like the power behind like who I was. Um, I had been an athlete most of my life. You know, I did take some time off because, like, when I was in high school, I was like, I'm an artiste. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had been a pole dancer. I had been a yoga instructor. I had been a power lifter. So, I, you know, I'd worn all these, like, faces as an athlete. But um, I just kind of, you know, when I got attacked, you know, I, I lost a lot of myself. Um, and I had a friend who was fighting under Vince. Um, she was actually his first female fighter. Um, her name is Amy Murray. Uh, she is one of my closest friends, even now. Um, she, she lives in Brooklyn, New York now. Um, so it was really cool to actually, like, my last fight, to have her, like, come to it. She, like, took the train. Um, so she, like, actually came to, like, my title fight. And um, it was really cool to, like, you know, talk to her afterwards. She was just like, it's, you know, it's incredible to see, like, where you where you started. She was like, you are not good. And I was like, bro, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, Not a fast switch muscle in my body, apparently. But, you know, we worked really hard. Um, There's a lot of, you know, consistent work. I was going in twice a day, um, every day, not taking a whole lot of time off. Um, Now, you know, I'm a lot more balanced now, which is good. But um, uh, shortly after I started, because my progress was a little bit different than most people's, um, I had been a white belt for months, like Mm. almost a year. Like, it was a really long time before I got promoted. Um, but you know, they were just like, I was coming off of an assault and then, um, as soon as I started, I found out my mom had terminal cancer and, um, she died really, you know, she died really fast. Um, the cancer unfortunately just kind of took over her whole body. Um, I was under the impression that she died of like chemo related, <coughs> uh, stuff, but that wasn't the case. She had never even actually been on chemo. What they were doing was, is they were giving her, um, some sort of hormone to, uh, start, uh, menopause so it starved the tumors out and it just they just kept finding more and more cancer and I think that a lot of it was like her attitude and like she you know the more that the more they found like the harder it was for her to jump back from the harder mm. it was for her to like keep her head up um so I think that that was like a huge you know, huge part in that um and then I saw one of my teammates fight and he they don't fight anymore but like I just saw like the work that went into that I just mm. saw like and for me, like, I, I'm going to be a little crass here, but <laughs> I'm a real slut for some, like, work ethic and, like, hard work. Like, I, like, that's where I shine. Like, if I can show you how hard I can work and, like, what I'm made of, like, I'm, like, I'm going to go off. 
But um, so like that's when I was just like, all right, like this is what I want to do. This is what I, you know, this is what I want to do. But I was scared to spar, you know, like most people are. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't spar until I was probably an orange belt. Mm, wow. Um, yeah. So like it, it, it was really difficult to go from like being an orange belt and to feeling like. I look at back on videos and I was like, I ain't no shit. Like, <laughs> what was I doing? Oh, yeah. Jesus. And, um, but you know, like I thought I was like, I thought I was like tough shit when I was orange, but like, I was like, I know everything you can, like, no one can tell me anything. And then like, it was a real humbling experience to go back to like, to go fighting or to go, to go into sparring. Um, and, uh, you know, at that time, like we were at Gracie pack. So, you know, we didn't have, uh, the fight team that we have today. So oftentimes it was just like me and Pat Conlon. And we were just, like, beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, and I think that that's where, like, I, you know, I kind of grew my sea legs. And then eventually um, we left uh, Gracie Pack. So we were, like, training in a park for, like, a while. The park days were, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a time. But I was, um, I was also sparring at Table Muay Thai on Fridays. Mm. And then finally when we got in and then um, – COVID started, you know, our uh, restrictions in the United States and especially in Florida sort of kind of relaxed a little bit. Vince was like, once this is over, like, we're ready. And I was like, ooh, I can't wait. Because it had been like, I had been working, 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 working. Like, that's all I, that's all I cared about. That's all I thought about was like, how can I be like, how can I be fight ready? Like, you know, what can I do? And it was a lot of like changing like my own perspectives on things like um, being less emotional. Like I... Uh, even now, like, it takes, like, a lot, like, I tend to be, like, a little bit more, like, emotional, like, it's hard, like, you know, like, like if something, like, upsets me, like, it upsets me, yeah. and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna let you know that it upsets mm. me, um, but, like, I've, you know, I've kind of taken a step, I think that that's actually been one of the things that's, like, really helped me, is, like, I have to control my emotions when I fight, because, like, if you're emotional when you fight, people are gonna capitalize off that mm -hmm. shit, and I would get my ass kicked, because, like, I don't, I don't want to be touched, like, I yeah. don't want somebody, like, it's that, that, that dog in you that, like, that, and that is something that you can't really teach, like, mm -hmm. if somebody's touching you up, like, you know, you can either be passing, be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want that, or, like, you can be like, all right, motherfucker, like, I'm gonna get in there, like, I'm gonna chase after you, so, like, there's a lot of, like, me chasing after people doing this, and I just get, <laughs> get racked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, like, even now, like, I still have, like, I, I tend to, like, push, like, if, like, if you're crowding me, or if you're, like, in the pocket with me, it's because like my arms are so long i tend to push mm. but instead of pushing like this where i'm like protect as you can see um, <laughs> <laughs> instead of like protecting my face like i tend to do it like that and steph came over and popped me with the right mm. and that's how uh, i did her makeup before yeah. we got here okay, okay. <laughs> that was makeup for the Bro, show your right has gotten me so strong and i was so proud of that so um uh i don't think that a lot of people know i mean maybe they do like maybe you talk i don't know you may, you might have talked about this before but like when steph first started like she was one of my like first like like one-on-one -on -one privates like every sunday during open mat like i'd hold for her for like an hour ash would like you know watch she record and that was like that was like when you and i started to get close mm -hmm. because it was just like oh like you know i see i saw what you wanted and there was a lot about you that reminded me of me mm -hmm. and i was just like she just needs somebody because like i had josh um mm -hmm. josh was the one who like took me under his wing um gave me all the tools like josh put me through like a mock fight camp um you know, he, he really is, like, responsible for, you know, the fighter that I am today is, you know, a lot of, you know, is Josh. Like, mm -hmm. just watching him go through stuff, watching him handle things, um, and then basically, like, what he taught me. It's, a, you know, it's a core part of my belief. So I had been, like, wanting to do that. Like, this is something that, you know, because I know that, you know, it's important to have a mentor. And, like, girls would come and go from the gym. And it would always be, like, super, because I would get super attached. Like, I'd be mm -hmm. like, all right, you. And then, like, it wasn't always, like, what they wanted or it wasn't, like, always, like, what their personality was about. So it's just, like, and then I met Steph. And I was, like, 
all right. And she was about it. I was about it. We were both about it. And it was just like, you know, so it was a lot of fun. And then, um, but, you know, we'll backtrack to when I started fighting. I started fighting um, October of 2020. So the first fight I was in was, um, it was a tournament. It was the IKF in Myrtle Beach. Um, and it's funny because, like, one of the, the girl that I fought is, like, one of my close friends now. Like, we, like, we fought. And then we, like, we got out. We were just, like, we, we vibed. And it was, like, it was that way with... Um, my first opponent, and my second opponent, like both of them were, were just in, are still just incredible people. Um, I'm actually going to LA in um, July, because uh, I have a friend getting married. Um, so I'm gonna spend a couple weeks out there, um, which I'm really excited about because then I can go to uh, Legacy Los Angeles, which is another Bang Muay Thai affiliate. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go see my friend Adam Wagner, who's out of Step Flash Tattoo, who does like a lot of um, like fight, like Flash. Mm. He's really mm. cool. Like. The, the stuff that I have on my wall, yeah. he did that. Those, okay. That's all prints from him. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, so I'm going to go out and see him. I'm going to go to Legacy. Um, but I'm also going to hang out with her, like Janae. And yeah. I'm so excited about that. She's like, I can't wait to, like, so we can punch each other in the face again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Manly, let's go. Yes. Um, you, know, uh, you know, as you get older or as you, like, kind of develop, um, you know, it becomes, like, fighting is a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, so... My fourth fight was probably one of my hardest fights, and I, I definitely like feel like I underperformed in that one. I'm, I mean, I don't feel like it. I know it was because, and then Vince told me afterwards. He was like, "Where?" He's like, "You did not kick the entire time." I was like, "That's that's true. I did not do that." <laughs> I thought facts like I can't. You're saying even... that's after the fight? He said that to you? Yeah. So you win the title, and he's like, "Yo, what happened no, to no, the no, no. kicks?" No, no, no. This is my fourth fight. So. Um, oh, the last one. That, yeah, gotcha. last one was my fifth fight. Gotcha. Um, so he was just like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know," he's like, "You." You had the, the forward pressure. He was like, that was good. Mm-hmm. He's like, we just need to, you know, teach you some stuff, like, to go off of it. And um, so he, you know, corrected that in, the th- in my fifth fight. Um, and, you know, there, you know there, was some, there were some holes and stuff. Like, and I noticed that, you know, on the video that you and I had, because um, he was like, we need to, like, work on your foot pattern on how, like, how you get into places. Because he was like, you know, there, there's some flaws there. And I didn't really know what he meant. And then, like, I saw the video of you and I sparring. And I, like, there's, there's parts where I go to walk. But it's not like you still have to stay pretty athletic, even when you're transitioning in and out of like your different stances, or when you're like moving forward. You still have to stay. But I was I get super narrow sometimes because I'll, I'll just actually like instead of you know, changing stances, like I will just walk. Yeah. And so it, you know it it put it got, it gets me into a little bit of trouble, and I take shots that I don't necessarily need to because like there are times where she you know Brianna got me pretty good, um, and you know I was taking a lot of damage that I didn't necessarily need to, or that I would have not taken if you know. Like, I had been a little bit more cognizant of, like, you know, how I was moving in and out. Um, so it does get harder. Um, there's no such thing after, like, at a certain point. I think it was, like, after, like, my third fight, there's just no, it's just no more easy fights. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going in there, like, you're going in with somebody who's trained, like, for, you know, probably as, for as long as you are. And then, you know, who also wants, you know, at this point, you know, you know, I'm still in my amateur career. But, like, at this point, like, the people that I'm fighting also want what I want. You know, they want to be world champions, too. They want, you know, they want to, they want to go pro. They want to do this. They want to do that. So, you know, it does, like, it doesn't get easier. Um, you do get better, but it doesn't get easier. And then, like, um, as you kind of move on, uh, it's a really small world. You know, Vince always talks about, like, only, you know, this is really, we're experiencing, you know, maybe what 1% of the population does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, is, you know, you, you just, you meet people and you, ha- you just fight them all the time. So I think that um, my Fourth opponent, Cassandra Uribe, um, I was, I want to rematch with her. And what Vince said, he was just like, at this point, he was just like, you know, there's no more, like, friendly fights. He was like, you're going to fight that person probably again very soon. Mm -hmm. 
so he's just like you know because at first I was like why don't they like me because <laughs> like I have this like inherent need to be liked <laughs> like I'm just you know because you know I, I tend to be like I do you know and that's part of my personality is like you know I do like I'm funny you know I you know I want to like I do want to be friendly and then Vince is just like well you know like not everyone's going to be down like you know this is business transaction also and he's like are you friends yeah. with like you know everyone you know that you you know you know it, you know it's it you know it is like that like you know it's not i'm going to have to fight her again so she doesn't want to get too friendly yeah mm-hmm. and i don't want to get too friendly either because like if i know too much about you i think about you as a person and i can't like i can't do what i need to do because i'm like oh like i can't be like I want to be nice to you. Like, I hate you, and I'm like, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) You end up stopping to apologize. Now, like, certain people, when I hit, I'm like, hey. Like, when I hit Brandon, I, like, I laugh. And he's like, quit doing, and Vince is always like, quit quit admiring your work. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's funny. (laughs) I just cracked him. And I, like, but, um, yeah, so, uh, that was winded, and I'm sorry about that. Now you're good. (laughs) You're good. So, I got from, like, that that work ethic, I feel like that's not that's something like you're born with. I feel like you can't teach people that. Yeah, like that yeah. that grit, like to really get up in there. And some people want things, and some people don't. You can tell by their work ethic. Where do you feel like that comes from for you? Uh, probably like I've been this way since I was a kid. Um, I have always been somebody who just desperately wants to excel and to be successful. I mean, like even when I was going and like doing like in school, like I would always do extra work. Um, I would always like see what what more could I do you know and I, I I'm the kind of person like I can't be like I can't be bored like mm. I'll start causing trouble mm. and so it's just like I need to be busy um and I need to have something to like to focus on mm. um so I've been that, that way since I was a kid I remember my dad we would um like we'd be on summer break and my dad would be like all right like I need you know to like you've got too much energy for like one human being. <laughs> so he would be like, all right, he's like, you got art projects. You got like, you know, you got, he would give me like assignments that I would work on. And I mean, from, I think the, the earliest memory that I have of this was when I was three. He like, I started reading and writing like really early. Um, so I was like three, maybe four. And um, he made me watch a documentary on crabs. Mm. And like, I, ha- I do like, and that stuck with me. Like, I even, like, to this day, like, I see a crab, and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like, I, I, still, love, I still love crabs, like, because I watched, like, a documentary on snow crabs, and he made me, like, give, like, a synopsis of, like, of the documentary at, like, three or four. So it was just, wow. like, this has always kind of been, um, you know, just, like, how I've been. Like, and I, you know, and with, like, preparing for fights, we, you know, have started to kind of hone in on that. Um, I tend to be a lot, pretty meticulous, um, methodical, um, and I actually, right before I started fighting, I was actually in a program to get my degree in, in engineering. So that's just, like, how my brain works, just in general. There's steps to everything. Um, so it's, you know, this is just how I've been since for as long as I can remember. Like, I do enjoy working hard. Um, and I, I hold a lot of pride in, like, what I do. I mean, even, like, in my day job, like, everywhere I go, even when I coach, especially when I coach a title, mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I am so cognizant of, like, how important this stuff is. Because mm-hmm. it saved my life. So I know, like, I have that reverence, like, when I go into something. Like, I have that reverence when I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, like, there in no uncertain terms. Like, I'm, there is no, like, I'm not being hyperbolic. I would not be here. I would not be alive if it wasn't for this. Like, I, after I got attacked, like, there was, there was a lot, you know, kind of going on with the aftermath of that. Um, I didn't know if I was still alive. Um. Because, like, when, for me at least, I don't want to speak for everybody who's kind of been through something a little bit more traumatic, but um, 
when there was a point like where I was on the ground and he was like, he was strangling me. Um, there was a point where I was just like, all right, like, this is it. Like, I can't get out of this. Like, he's going to kill me. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm dead. I'm done. Um, and you get out of that situation. Like, you fight your way out of it because I fought my way out of it. And, like, I was just like, all right, well, I've accepted that I was going to die. But I'm healed. I'm still, I, what I think is I'm still here. So um, it was just, like, just a really weird stasis that I was in like it was just like well, like where am I like am I alive because like I don't know and like, I was in so much pain that I was just like this might be hell like I don't like and I didn't know if I was alive or not and at one point it was just like well you know if I'm not alive like why am I even here or like you know so it was just like there was a lot you know kind of going on with that and you know I don't I do not think that I would be here without it so I do hold that reverence like when I you know coach because I do know how important it is um and I do always kind of keep that in the back of my head so like, um, going back, going back to the fights. How do you carry yourself mentally, like the week of pregame, like especially because I know fighting, like you said, you got to have a clear head. You can't really be, be emotional. Yeah. But at the same time, like even things you just told me you went through, like how do you balance that out? Like, is there something you do? Um, it's so funny and it sounds so corny, but I'm you know I'm gonna tell it anyways. Um, I listen to it's like you know I grew up I grew up um with a lot of like Native American influence and like you know I you know I, I told you like my you know my background because I've got a weird last name. Um, so I listened to, like, a lot of, like, Native American drums and a lot of, like, Scandinavian, like, Norse, um, like, fight, like, uh, okay. chants. Um, and it really, like, I don't know if it's just, like, I don't, you know, I don't know, like, if it, like, actually awakens, like, any sort of, like, ancient blood or anything like that. But, like, I feel like it puts me into a mind where I'm, like, I don't care what happens to me in there. Like, mm. I don't give a shit what happens to me in there. And that's, like, that's kind of what you, in order to be successful at this, you can't be, like, oh, I don't know if I'm, gonna, like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to do this. I don't want to mm. do that. You can't give a shit. Like you're just like, all right. If like if I if I go in there, like and I die, all right, let's go. Like let's go. Like so you know, and that's really kind of how you have to balance it. It's like you can't care about like what happens to you in there. You got to understand and accept all the different consequences and possibilities mm -hmm. that can come from. I understand that. And then going back to what you said, like asking about work ethic. That's like the thing that rung to me so much. The work ethic that you put in, and you say you know you it was kind of ingrained in you from early on. I'm just thinking like. What's your mindset? Like, how do you, how do, like, how do you balance, like, how do you pour into that work ethic? You feel me? Like, I feel like so many of us, like, a lot of people say they got good work ethic, yeah. but it doesn't really show up. You feel yeah. me? But for you, it shows up. And do you feel like there's a certain amount of personal development work that you got to do? Or is it just the people that you surround yourself with? Or is it just the fact that you've felt, you've fallen and gotten up so many more times that just makes you stay so determined and focused on, you know, this is, this is just how I am. This, I work, I work, I work. Yeah, I think it's a mixed bag. So, you know, it definitely is, like, you know, who I am as a person. But also, you know, I, you know, I look around and I see, you know, I see who I'm next to. And I see, like, one, how hard my coach works. Mm -hmm. And, like, so it's just, like, I have to give him that much or it's not worth it for both of us. Mm -hmm. So I have to do that. Um, and then also it's just, like, a matter of discipline. Um, so it's, like, I mean, nobody wants, like, like nobody wants to work. Like, yeah, it, it sucks. Like, you know, you wake up early. It sucks. Like nobody wants to do it. But it's just like, all right, if I want to get from point A to point B or even like you know, even further down the road, I, you know, I want to be a world champion. Like, yeah. I don't even I, I'm going to be a world champion. Yeah. So it's like if I want to get from point A to you know point Z, there are all these steps that I have to do in between. And I think that a lot of people get um, really intimidated by those little steps. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like. They, you know, they immediately see, like, this long road ahead of them. They're, they see you're in, st in spot A or even, like, you know, maybe C, D, or 
you know, EF. So it's just like you're not in the beginning, but you still have like so much ahead of you. I think that a lot of people get super intimidated by that. And for me, it's like um, I do tend to like overthink. So instead of like looking at it as like, hey, I've got this giant task in front of me, because mm-hmm. it really is like to be you know, like, oh, yeah. that's that's a long road. That's a lot of hard work. But it's just like, all right, if I can wake up today and if I can meal prep, that's one step. Yeah. I can wake up today. I can go to practice. That's another step. Mm-hmm. I can wake up. I can do strength and training. That's another step. So it's just like I'm completing all these little time and they're perfectly possible. Like all these little steps, you yeah. can do them. Like nothing is impossible. And I think that that, that, word, that word is thrown around like entirely too much. So it's, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, but it, you know, heavily rests on discipline. Yeah. Because it's like there are some days like my body just doesn't want to, but it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, like am I tired or do I, am I just like talking myself out of it? And it's just like more often than not, like, you're talking yourself out of it and you're, you know, you're looking too much into, you know, you know, the end game or is it, you know, Hey, where are you right now? And you know, where do you need to go next? So I, you know, I, I do think it's a mixed bag. I definitely feel like, yeah, like you said, people get so intimidated by, Oh dang, this is a long road. Mm-hmm. But like you say, just break it down one yeah. step, one foot <laughs> after the other. There ain't no point to get <laughs> so far. It can happen tomorrow. It can happen a year. It can happen in five years. That's just yeah. a possibility when you make goals and things yeah. like that. So no, I mean, I definitely understand that. And I feel like, like, how can, how, like, how do we, like, get people to understand that, like, you don't have to shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. You can start to build momentum yeah. one step after the other. Like you said, I wake up, huh, that's one step. Two, yeah. brush my teeth, that's two steps. You done already done two things today. Yeah. And you kind of let that momentum roll, yeah. you feel me? So, yeah. Um, um, I've been watching the same motivational video for, like, seven years now. Because, like, back when I was in, like, bodybuilding and, like, powerlifting, um, like, it was another thing where I had to, like, you know, work out twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, like... Then putting it into, you know, he was like, what he said was, at the end of it, he was like, you know, that one day you didn't wake up and do what you needed to do, you could have set yourself back, I don't know how long. And for me, like, that hits me. I think about that every single day. I'm like, all right, if I don't meal prep today, I don't, I'm probably not going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows, like, three, three weeks down, like, I, I might still not do it. So it's just like, I, you know, you need to do what you've got to do then. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's going to, it really is, like, you don't know how long it's going to set yourself back. And that one day, that one day where you could have, like, you could have shown up for yourself is the one day you could have got opportunity. And, like, you didn't mm-hmm. show up. So it's just, like, what does that look to somebody who's giving you that opportunity? How do you know when you're being too hard on yourself? And how do you know when it's, like, you can take a break? Um, I do have to check in with myself pretty often just because, like, I do have this thing where, like, I get so, um, it's kind of, like, I was recently diagnosed with, like, severe, I have bad ADHD. So, mm-hmm. and part of that is, like, um, like hyper-focus. Because, like, you know, everyone always thinks, of, like, oh, like, bird, squirrel, like, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it's, like, I will get lost in, like, what I have in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, I do really do have to, like, check, you know, like, check myself. Like, so it's, like, you know, maybe before bed or, like, in the shower when it's, like, quiet and I don't have, like, anything around. I'm not, like, looking at my phone or I'm not, like, you know, doing all this stuff, like, I really have to have, like, that conversation with myself where it's just, like, where are we today? You know, will, you know, will you get, um, will you, it, will it be more beneficial for you to rest, or will it be more beneficial for you to, you know, push through? And I think that, like, from my third fight to my fourth fight, um, when I was in camp for my third fight, I think I was sick the whole time. Um, I had, like, a really bad ear infection. Um, Vince was mad at me because, like, I was just always sick. Like, I was mm-hmm. sick. Um, I was on antibiotics, like, my body just wasn't working, and it would have worked had I have just taken the time that I need to, to maybe, like, two, three days 
to rest mm-hmm. to take my antibiotics, but I wasn't doing that. Yeah. So it was just like I was putting myself at a, like a bigger disadvantage by like not doing what I need to do. And sometimes like part of that hard work is being like, you you need rest. Mm-hmm. Like you need to calm down. Like you need you need rest. Um, and I think that like for you know my journey in like Bang Muay Thai, it's been really funny because like it seems like with each belt there's a certain amount of like lessons that come to. So with my blue belt, I think that I learned I had to learn patience. Yeah. Like, you know, I couldn't be chasing after things. Like, I have a tendency to chase after something so hard, like, I will strangle it. And it's just, like, that's not always, like, how you have to do. It's, like, sometimes you got to let, like, things come to you. Yeah. So I had to learn patience. And with my purple belt, I had to learn intention. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you know, um, I don't know, Lon talks about, like, in his, you know, in his mat chat all the time. It's, like, you know, what am I going to work on today? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I know that I have somebody who's specifically training to, to hurt me. Like, these girls, they don't, they don't want to be friends. Like, they want to hurt me. Um, so it's like, all right, what am I going to work on today? Like, what am I doing today? Um, and then I think that, you know, cause I'm right on the cusp of like getting my, you know, I'm on my last, I'm about to earn my last patch for purple belt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm transitioning from like purple belt to brown belt. Um, and I think that what I'm learning now is balance. Like, how can I balance everything? Because, you know, I do, I do wear a lot of hats and sometimes like, um, especially with like interpersonal relationships, like those those do tend to slide because like I'm always like I'm aggressively like working, or sometimes like I'm multitasking and I'm yeah. doing like so many things at once and like you know especially like like when I'm out with people sometimes like I'm always like looking at my phone or doing this or doing that and it's just like am you know am I being intentional like am I being focused like mm-hmm. you know what am I doing here um, you know do the people that I'm around with do they feel like they're getting the adequate attention and if I'm like being honest with myself like pretty recently it's been no. Um, so I'm really trying to like step back and, uh, you know, really, um, look in myself and, um, you know, really decide like, okay, what, what needs my attention right this second? You know, what can, what can wait until I'm after, you know, what, what can wait until after I'm done with this current task that I'm on? So I think that each, you know, within my fight career, there's been like a season of like learning everything. And, um, I definitely think that, you know, right now I'm really focused on balance. Like, you know, am I being a good parent? Am I also being a good fighter? So I already know, like, I already know, like, you know, what I bring to the table. And I already know, like, my work ethic is strong. And I can do whatever I want to do as long as, like, I put my mind to it. But, like, what else is sliding? Because, like, I'm focusing so much on that. Um, so it's, you know, I'm really taking a big stock on, you know, or, like, what what makes me happy? You know, mm-hmm. like, because there are some, like, I tend to be also, like, kind of a people pleaser. I mean, you know. <laughs> and sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes I'm, like, I, like, think about it. I'm, like, I am, like, breaking myself open open for this person. I don't even know if I actually like them. Like, yeah. I don't even know if, like, is this, like, exchange even worth it? So um, it's been, like, you know, there's definitely, like, a lot of lessons that come with fighting that you don't think have anything to do with fighting. But they're this, I mean, it really is, like, a re- like martial arts really is a reflection on everything else. Yeah. Like, the, the values and the core beliefs that you learn within martial arts, you take everywhere with you. So, and I think that that's why, like, everyone should at least try martial arts. <laughs> oh, what? No, definitely. I feel like sports have that effect. Yeah, they you know? do. They really are, like, really get you prepared for real life. Dude, yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely. We talk about that all the time. Like, man, I'm, I still live my life like I, like I did five years ago with the structure. And I just, mm-hmm. I need to know what's going on. I need to have a plan. Yeah. I'm very sequential, just like how you are. Mm-hmm. And things like that, you know. So, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I've seen your, um, your reel and seen where you come from. Um I kind of want to ask about, like, what was some highs and lows? Like, maybe the lowest time where you feel like, maybe not quit, but, like, all right, maybe I'm just not that good. Or maybe your highs. Like, and tell me, like, what situation was yeah. Did you just get hit one time? Did you hit somebody else one time? Or, like, what <laughs> how, what'd that look like? Yeah. 
there was actually like a, you know, like a huge moment for me. Um, and it was like, you know, cause I, you know, I touched on the fact that like I was a white belt for like, for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just like, I would see people get promoted and like, I wanted that too. And there's a big like thing with martial arts and it's, you know, especially after you get to where like Steph is, you know, she's about to be an orange belt. Um, at that point, like your relationship with your coach and your journey is your own. Mm-hmm. So it won't look like anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to learn that like super early on because like, and he, you know, I, I was just like, hey, you know, I had a conversation with Vince. I was just like, hey, um, I, you know, is this just like where I stop? Like, is this where my development just stops? And I remember he, like we had to have like a really like honest conversation. And he did it so gently. Like it was very honest, but also like incredibly compassionate and I think that that's, like, Vince's, like, biggest thing is that he, he, like, both those things exist within him in such a perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Like, he can tell you what you need to hear, but he also um, can give it to you in a way that's, like, you know, that's that, that that's digestible for you at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was just, like, super sensitive. And he was just like, look, I don't know where you're going to stop. He's like, I don't know, like, you know, what it's going to look like because he was just like, you're just in the beginning of it. And he was like, in your beginning – looks so much different than everybody else's. He was just like, you know, you're going through a lot right now. And he was like, you're trying to like, um, you're, you're really trying to like balance, like, you know, dealing with trauma and then also like trying to learn something new. But he was like, but he's like, what I want you to focus on is he was like, one, are you enjoying it? And I was like, yes. And he was like, then hell yes. Like, let's just keep going. And he was like, and two, he was like, you know, um, you know, you, you, as you're kind of like going through all this stuff, like, you know, I, I touch on, um, like, I've been, I've been asked this question a lot, like, you know, kind of, like, what helped me kind of get through that? And it was just, like, every day at 6.30, I knew that there was going to be Bang Muay Thai. Every day. And at that point, like, everything else around me just kind of felt like it was being dumped over. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, like, but that was, like, the one consistency. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I know as long as I go to that class, one, I'm going to feel better <coughs> afterwards. And, two, like, it's it's the one thing right now that I can count on. Um, so I remember, uh, we, we had that conversation and he was just like, you know, your, your progress won't look like everybody else's. And I remember getting, like, I remember accepting that and I was just like, wait a minute. Like, and I got mad about it. Not what he said, but the fact that like, I had been dealt essentially a shit sandwich. Like Mm -hmm. all of this sucked. Like I lost my mom. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my personal safety was in question. Like I got attacked. Like it was just like just a, like a garbage heap of just stuff that I had no control over. I didn't ask for it, but still like I had the responsibility of like to clean that up still. And it wasn't fair and it wasn't right. But this is like, this is what was in front of me. I remember getting so mad about it. And I was like, all right, if it's going to define me, if all this stuff is going to define me and it did, um, I'm trying to kind of separate myself at that right now, but, um, it, 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 it defined me. It did. There was no other, there was no other, you know, going around it. Like I was in the thick of, you know, recovering from a bunch of really traumatic events. Um, but I made that choice then and there that I was just like, all right, if this is going to define me, it's going to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a really low point, but also a really high point. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I want to say like one of my highest points um, was like my third fight. Um, so um, I am pretty high ranked um, in like in terms of like women. Um, like there's, there's, you know, a bunch of like male black belts, there's a bunch of male brown belts, like there's a bunch of male purple belts. There are very few like, um, in the bank system, like women usually get to orange belt and then they like move on to something else or they, mm. you know, they do, they, they do this. It's hard 
to be in a situation where like as you kind of keep going that that female camaraderie it gets less and less mm -hmm. and that's part of the reason why i was like steph and i like really like i was just like like i was like a puppy i sent her like a video and it was like two dogs and like it was like you know we got we got our dog a little sister and we didn't know like how we didn't know how it would react and the dog was like yes and that was that was me because it was you know as you keep going on and as you keep moving forward um the women that you stand next to like it becomes like fewer and fewer and fewer and it's because you know like it's hard like this is a hard sport for women um mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of us mm -hmm. um and because there's not a whole lot of us i think that um a lot of there are some people who kind of want that you know that special treatment and this is like the one thing where you cannot have any special treatment like it's just like as much as you want that because you're like oh i'm a lady i'm one of the fewer ladies mm -hmm. here you want that special treatment but like that is such like a false like that's such that like, you can't like you can't tap into that you really have to just kind of treat yourself like them we talk about all the time there's no like once you're a fighter there's no gender mm -hmm. yeah. it's just like you're a fighter so yeah. people are you know people will dress like the room they'll be like dudes and they'll look at me they'll be like oh i'm sorry like ladies you know like don't treat me like yeah. we're we're addressing the room like i'll be a dude for just this like, yeah. i don't care like i <laughs> you're fine yeah but um so um uh, you know, right after I, you know, I won my second fight, I got my purple belt and I was so excited. It was just like, there was, there was so much stuff that like I had like waded through and gone through. Um, so when I got my purple belt and then when I won my third fight, cause it was like that TBA belt is huge. It's yeah. like, I want to say it's like 30, 45 pounds. Like no, it's massive. It it's got like a giant metal plate on it. Two small metal plates. Like it is, it, she a thick bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's still like, it's still my favorite belt that I won. Yeah. Um, but I think like with that, like, you know, you really, like, and there was one time uh, we had like a mat chat and it was, I had just lost. Um, one of our teammates had just lost. Um, and I took my loss hard. Like, you know, I, I was I was hungry for more and I was angry for more. And I knew it was going to make me better, but like I took it hard. And one thing he said was like, you can't get too low on yourself, but you also like can't get too high on yourself. And I think that, you know, there's a double edged sword when it comes to like highs and lows in, in martial arts. And maybe mm -hmm. you know, with others in other places too. But I was like, yeah, like I I that was like one of the highest points in my life. And then, but I think I got like a little too high on myself. And I didn't you know necessarily. I mean, I still worked. You know, I worked my ass off for it, but like. I didn't, when I was at my low point, I didn't give it that same, like, that same energy. So it's just, like, I learned then and there that it's just, like, all right, that same, you have to be consistent with it, with it all the time. Like, wins, losses, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So both of them are highs and both of them are lows, <laughs> but they were, like, big points for me within my fight career. And I'm trying to take that, because, um, I, you know, I'm coming off of a win, and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, treat my body the way it needs to. Um, I took a couple weeks off of uh, sparring, um, and I think that that's important. Um, and then, like, I went sparring on Saturday. <laughs> the, at the, after mine and Steph's, like, round, I had to take, like, off because, like, I was like, if I get touched in the eye, like, I'm going to cry. And it swelled up, like, immediately. No, it's not. I'm going to say sorry again. No, no, no. Don't say sorry. Don't, don't say sorry because I was so proud of you. Yeah. Like, I was so proud of you. But, like, it swelled up, like, immediately. So I was like, all right, you know, like, all right, you know, I'm just going to hit the bag. Like, it's, you know, it's fine. But, you know, so I kind of took a lesson from you know, from that fight where it's just like, all right, like I celebrated my win. I gave myself, you know, a, a set amount of time and I went right back to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there, I definitely learned from all of that. That's dope. I feel like that, that 
the break thing, I, I'm similar to you, like, when it comes to work ethic, and I will run myself to the ground. Yeah. And that's, like, Quan has told me, like, yo, rest is part of the work, yep, too. Like, he's, he woke me up Sometimes to that. that's the hardest real. part. It really Bro. is. For people like us, yeah. that's the hardest part. Oh, yeah. but the, And then what you were saying about, like, continuing to show up and doing your best. I had watched, and we might have watched the same motivational video, but the guy said, like, I was, when Vince told me I had the fight, I'm, like, excited, but nervous at the same time. Yeah. So I went immediately to YouTube, and I'm like, how to get over fight nerves. <laughs> and like, uh, immediately. And I know when I get you. there, I'm going to be like this. <laughs> I'm going to be like this in the cage. Nah, so I, I don't had think to, so. I, I, had to, I had to watch the video, and the guy in the video said, like, one of the things that helped him is knowing that he showed up every day that he was supposed yeah. to because the day that you don't show up, you go in there and lose, and you're like, damn, if I would have showed up mm -hmm. that one yeah. day, that could have not set me back how it just did. So yeah. it's, it's, real, it's real important. I the personal development too is that something you do on the regular like aside from just fight camp like do you listen to personal development i do yeah i um i make sure like i do this because i you know i i tend to i put tv on as like background noise mm -hmm. um and i realize like part of like part way and i've been like on my phone or i've been like cleaning like, there's like not a whole lot that gets like diligence so um i i read a lot of like books like nonfiction books or like um, let me give you a book. Um, it's called How Champions Think. Please. But, um, you know, it's, I, I, I do, I read a lot. Because, like, there's sometimes I'm like, all right, like, I cannot, there's nothing on Netflix that, that is interesting to me at all. Like, right now, nothing. Nothing on Netflix, nothing on HBO, uh, HBO Go. I haven't even looked at Hulu. So, like, mm. I, <laughs> forget it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, if there's nothing on there, then there's no, you know, there's nothing on anything else. Yeah, more of the same so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. more of the same stuff. Like, it's fine. So, like, right now, I, um, I'm i reading. So, I just got done, and I, I try to space things out. So, it's like, I'll read a nonfiction book, then I'll read a fiction book. Then mm -hmm. I'll read a nonfiction book. So, I got done with How Champions Think, and then I read a book called, um, which was a great book, by Dr. Bob Rotella, who's a sports psychologist. Okay. And it, like, it like it blew my mind. There's so much stuff I got. Like, there's, like, a bunch of highlights. I've dog-eared a bunch of the pages yeah. in the book. Like, it's all, it's highlighted. Like, I like I, I pulled a whole bunch of, like, good stuff from that. And it's... Um, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Oh, Duckworth man, that is a, that's such a, that's great, a book. great book. It's so good. You'll probably like um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you I'll ever look that read up. Oh, yeah. man, that's, a, that's another one, too. So I just finished. It's um, it's like a dystopian book called uh, um, ne uh, Never Never Leave Something Like this. Never Leave Me Something. Never uh, Always Be My Baby or something like that. It's, basically, it's, like, it's, it's, off of, it's titled after a song. Mm. Um but it's like a dystopian, it's like a dystopian feature book. It was really good. Um, I thought it was going to be scary, but it was just kind of sad. Um, but so now I'm reading the Hagakure, which is um, a, it was, it's um, a doc, like, it's a famous samurai. Um, and he like, he just wrote a bunch of like letters. And that's, um, somebody else compiled those letters, like in this book. Um, so I'm, I'm reading that right now. But yeah. So I, you know, I try to focus on personal development, especially like in the interim, because like I do, you know, if you don't, um, like you said, you know, if you're not, if it's not in front of you, sometimes you're just like, oh, like I can do that later. I can mm -hmm. do that next week. Or I can do, you know, this, but it's just like, are you going to, exactly, are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're probably not going to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I do try to, what I do in fight camp is almost exactly the same as what I do like in not fight camp. Like I'm mm -hmm. still training, you know, I'm just not doing one-on-ones with Vince. I'm still going to a fit kick. I'm still, you know. I'm still getting some cardio in. I'm still, like, limiting my screen time on, like, my TV. Um, my next step now, what I'm working on right now, is uh, put my phone down. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, I am so addicted to my phone. Like, I'm so, like, it's a problem. Like, I'm addicted to, like, social media, my phone. 
So right now it's like, and I like, I'll have like 700 different conversations going like at one time. And it's because like, and I, I, I had to think about that. I had to check in with myself. I'd be like, all right, what am I ignoring? Because like, there is no reason for me to have this much like social media time. Like there's, yeah. there's no feasible reason why there's no reason why like I should be having like all these conversations with this many people. Like, do I even like any of these people? Yeah. Like, or are, it's not even like, like, um, are these conversations like aligning with my actual girl? Mm-hmm. Like, are am I having conversations that are meaningful? Like, mm-hmm. or am I just kind of, you know, using it to pass the time? So that's what I'm working on right now is, like, putting down my phone, like, um, focusing on, like, on my day job. Um, like, how can I be a better coach? Um, and a lot of it was, like, when I, you know, when I didn't spar because, like, I just got tattoos. Um, so it was, like, I have, to, like, I'm cornering Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cornering her for her fight, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. I am so, I'm through the roof about it. But it was just, like, um... So I, she was like, hey, can you, can you record? I was like, this is like, this is, this is good reps. Mm-hmm. And like, you can hear me in the back. And yeah. Vince actually had to talk about me later. Cause he was like, Chan, if I, he's like, if I bring somebody else in for like a fighter, he was like, you have to kind of like give them positive enforcement too. He's like, but you are so proud of Steph. Like, <laughs> 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 like, oh, you can see in the video too. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, all right, go Steph. Like, Steph, all right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So after a while, like Vince is like, Good job, Liz. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it's just like, um, and it's not just like, it's not just title. Like I do, I am asked to corner for a lot of our fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always cornering. I always, Brandon's my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm cornering Brandon. Um, unless like Alon can do it because his next, Alon, uh, Brandon's next fight will be MMA. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know a whole lot about MMA. Um, so that's really not like my forte. Uh, but I do know a lot about striking. So it was, like, it was really cool to be able to, like, do that with, like, Steph to, like, give Vince, like, a little bit of a break to where he can focus on, like, other things, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you, we all get so wrapped up in our fighters that we're just, like, oh, there are other people in here, too. So, like, I like that, you know, I can kind of do that. And I, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, at, at some point, like, he did, ha- he did offer notes afterwards, but he trusts me enough to be, like, all right, she's got Steph. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there, and when I was coaching you, he didn't come, he didn't really come over a whole, like mm-hmm. a whole lot unless I was like you know seeing some holes. So, but I learned from that. Mm-hmm. So I think like right now, it's like putting my phone down, um, like giving giving my job the attention that it needs, giving mm-hmm. giving my daughter the attention that she needs. Maybe like you know I'll do this thing too. Like when I'm with her, you know, like I'm on my phone. And she because you know she you know she loves her her little iPad. She watches a bunch of YouTube videos too. But I'm like am I showing up for her like the way I need to as a mom? And I was just like, if I was honest with myself, I'm like, no. Um, And she's just so happy all the time. She's just like, you're great. This is great. But I'm like, but I know within my heart of hearts, like what I need to do. So it's just like, I can't like, if I were to ask her that she's like, yeah, no, like I'm spending Mm -hmm. time with you. This is great. But I'm like, but I know like what the standard should be. So instead of just being like, you know, settling for like, you know, less, it's just like, all right, like I'm showing up for her. I'm showing up for Steph. Like, mm-hmm. I'm showing up for my team. Like, you know, I'm trying to show up for my students at title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, right now, is it's it's a big personal development. There's a lot of personal development happening. Um, but I should be fighting again June 26th in Daytona. Okay. This will be my first fight in the state of Florida. For and, real? Oh, yeah, really? I've never fought in Florida. Oh, I always okay. have to, like, I always have to travel. Like, Ooh, so I'm, like, yeah. I'm, like, so excited. Okay. I don't even know how I'm, I don't even know how I'm going to act. Like, act because, like, <laughs> I'm so used to, like, just flying up yeah. and then, like, sitting in a hotel room and like chilling by myself mm-hmm. and then going to fight. So it's just like, I don't know what it's going to be like to like, to have like, as I know, that I know mm-hmm. when I found out that I was fighting, um, probably fighting, they don't have like an actual opponent for me yet, mm-hmm. but, um, they have some prospects. Okay. But, um, like when I was like, all right, like I'm probably, like, there are a bunch of people that responded to that. They were like, oh my God, like finally. Yeah. So it's like, I do think that people are going to, I'm hoping that people are going to be willing to make it a, you know, yeah, the couple yeah. hour drive out. Um, yeah. 
so yeah so but yeah so it is you know it is it's a very like because i want to like iron out these kinks before my you know yeah. before my next camp starts so you know yeah it, you know your personal development goes because it's like i don't want to carry trash into my fight mm-hmm. into my fight camp it's like that's what you focus on so i don't want to carry any any of my like extra garbage like so we're weeding stuff out we're we're editing mm-hmm. i've been watching a lot of the home edit lately so oh. that's been like a thing <laughs> yes i think for me i'm like all right like <laughs> what, what extra clutter can i like get out of here because yeah. like yeah. it gets real cluttered up there yeah <laughs> I feel like the hardest thing is being honest with yourself. Getting yeah. to that point to where you feel comfortable to be honest with yourself. Because when you're honest with yourself sometimes, you really got to be like, okay, damn, no, I haven't really been yeah. doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that conversation's hard. It is, bro. Because nobody wants to be like, you know, if you think about, you know, when you when you sort of analyze different relationships and you're like, okay, you know, if you're always like, oh, that you know, this relationship was toxic because of that person. Where it's just like, all right, what is a common denominator in mm. all my relationships? It's fucking me. Exactly. Gross. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like that. Hard truth. Yeah. Hard truth. Hard truth. I don't. Ugh. Yeah. But you know, it's um, if you don't if you don't have those conversations, like you're not going to be able to show up. You know when you need to, and you know your your relationships will suffer. Yeah. And the you know I do have a bunch of you know I'm you know trying to weed out the ones that like aren't meaningful or maybe that like don't need you know the focus that I give them mm-hmm. um, into like you know who's who's right in front of me like who who do I who who has earned that attention who am I not giving mm-hmm. it to yeah. And um, it's not always fun to have that talk, but it's 100% necessary. We talk and we, like, from your background, you know, you've, you've went through a lot of adversity, came, you know, grown through a lot of adversity and things like that. Um, what are just, like, some of the things you feel like you had to sacrifice to become the fighter that you wanted to be and to just, like you said, you were a white belt forever. Like, what are some of the sac- sacrifices you had to realize you had to make to get that's past good, that level? That's a really good question. Um, a lot of it was feeling sorry for myself. Um, that was something that I like had to cut out because like, you know, it's so easy, um, especially like when you go through like a lot of adversity or a lot, there's like a lot of trauma, like people are so gentle, like people are so gentle and they're so nice. Mm-hmm. And I love like, I love that. Like when people, like when you need something for the most part, like people will show up for you. And, um, so a lot of people had given me like a pass to kind of maybe not act like I knew that I was capable of. So I was, like, super emotional. I was, like, lashing out at people. And it was just, like, I just kind of felt like that was, you know, my right. Or, like, you know, because I was going through some shit. Or, like, you know, I, because I'm upset, like, everyone else has to be upset. Or because my world has stopped, everyone else's world, you know, world had to stop. So, like, the biggest thing was, like, feeling sorry for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't do that shit and Mm -hmm. be be an efficient fighter. Like, yeah, you you can. But, like, I mean, no one's going to want to work with you. Because it's, like, you know every two seconds you're crying or you're, you know, there's something wrong or it's not my fault. It's your fault. Yeah. And, it's just, yeah. and it's just like, you know, there's no excuses in the fight game. Like, you know, when, when my coach or one of my teammates tells me something, like I have to be like, all right, cool. Got it. Mm-hmm. Ten four, Good to go. So that was like the biggest thing that kind of came out for me was like, you know, letting go of like feeling sorry for myself or letting, you know, go of, um, you know, just like everyone, you know, people won't hold you. Cause like, I, you know, we talked about this before, like holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Like people don't want to do that. Like, and that's, that's cool because that's your, that's your job. That's your responsibility. But especially like when you kind of go through a lot, um, people really don't want to be the guy that's like hard on you. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like I get it. I don't want to, I don't do that either. Like, like I am such like a, you know, just in my core, like I really am just like a sweet human being. Mm -hmm. Like I really, and I'll give you the shirt off my back. Um, but like, so I'm really not like, I'm not always, but it's different with certain people. You know, people that I'm close to, like, if Steph came to me and was like, hey, you know, can you give me some advice on this? Like, I would, you know, I would break it down for her. I'd be like, all right, you know, 
here's what I see. Here's, you know, here's what I think needs to happen next. But like, you know, if I don't know you as well, or if like, I know that you've recently gone through some, like some hard time, I will be like extra gentle with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to like cut that for myself. Just be like, all right, like I can't feel sorry for myself. Um, and actually like I'm hitting a point um, in kind of my career and in, you know, where I'm going with my fight where like all of this just feels like it's kind of weighing me down. Um, mm-hmm. Where like, you know, kind of holding that, you know, the fact that I went through that as like a badge of honor um, because you can be proud of, you know, of what you've accomplished, like, through, you know, through some hardship. Yeah. But it's just, like, at one point, like, you know, using that as, like, a badge of honor, like, you're still carrying mm. the emotional, mm. like, turmoil that, can, that comes with it. So it's mm. just, like, what? all right, like, you know, I know where I want to go. I know that I am perfectly capable of, you know, despite my age. Like, I am not, like, I'm old for a fighter. Like, I am old. Like the last girl I fought, <laughs> yeah. you gotta put the emphasis on it. The last girl that I fought was twenty one years old. Yeah. yeah, and it was funny because like in the when I yep. like step up, he was like, he's like, you know, the the biggest like difference between her and Brianna is like the age difference. Not that I'm seven inches taller than her, mm-hmm. but the age difference. Yeah. And he was like, I, he's like, this could be a distinctest disadvantage because she yeah. is quote unquote at her prime. Yeah. But like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. what does that what does that mean? Like. I am, you know, and I think that there are benefits to starting martial arts early, like 100%. I definitely think there are benefits to starting martial arts early. But um, if I were to start it when I was 21, I was out of control when I was 21. I I, I had no, like, what am I doing? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, like, I now, because I'm old, older, um, I don't want to say old, um, because I'm older and, you know, I now have, like, I'm probably not going to have any more children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that part of, you know, is done. Like I, I love kids, but I do not love being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, so that part of my life is, you know, is, is, is done. So it's just like, you know, I can now focus. I can, you know, I, I now I've been through, I've done several jobs. I fucked up at several jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I now know what I need to do. So I, you know, I don't, I do think that, you know, it's, it's definitely a benefit, but you know, to kind of, uh, reframe and go back to it. Um, that stuff is all heavy. It's so heavy. So it's just like, all right, I know where I need to go, um, but like, and that's cool that I went through all the shit and that I, you know, that I came in on the other side of it. But it's just like, by holding on to it, I'm still holding, like, I'm holding that pride, but I'm also holding the weight. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. we just need to cut it. So, um, actually, like, this is probably my last interview, like, talking about like what happened to me and um, talking about like, you know, where I'm going. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had uh, one of the guys that we used to train with, um, his name's Chad, he came by and, like, he's he's working on, like, a film degree. Mm-hmm. And what he wants to do is make documentaries. Mm. So he made, like, a mini documentary. And, like, I, I remember telling Vince, I was, like, now this podcast, there was a couple other podcasts that I've been on where I've, you know, been able to, like, talk about, like, you know, my mom or, like, cancer or, like, my assault. But it's just, like, at this point, like, I, I, I love where it's brought me. But, like, in order to get where I need to go, like, we've got to cut dead weight. Yeah. So this is one of the last times, like, yeah. I will, I mean, it's out there. Yes. Like, it's, you know, there's a documentary. This exactly, podcast, yeah. This exactly. podcast is coming out. The podcast that I've been on, like, already out. So it's just, like, if that information needs to be accessed, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I have, like, a big thing where, like, I know, like, I have this reoccurring dream, like, all the time that I'm going to mentor somebody. And, I you know, I mentor, I do mentor people. But um, I, like, I know that I'm going to mentor somebody who's just been through a sexual assault. Or, like, who's been mm-hmm. through something like that. 
Um, and I, I can see it like as clear as day. Like I have that, like, it, and I've got goosebumps right now yeah. because it, it just, it just yeah. like, that's, that's where I know that I'm going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm a great fighter and I know that like, I'm going to, you know, hit those goals that I need to, but I know that like my biggest thing is going to be like, can I be there for somebody else? Like, mm-hmm. can I like, cause I know that there's going to be some girl who's like, I can't do it. Like I cannot do it. And I need to be like, Hey, guess what? You actually can. You just need to like mm-hmm. cut the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, like. If she needs to find me, um, she's out, like, the information's out there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I do, like, I'm very fortunate that, you know, Vince, Vince does, um, he does market me very well. So, like, I'm on, like, both of us are, like, all over, mm-hmm. all over the Kaizen page. So, it's just, like, if I need to be found, if there's somebody who wants that, like, I can be easily found, easily found. So, it's just, like, all right, um, I was worried about being able, like, not being able to do that. So, it's just, like, all right, I know I need to cut that weight. But I also know that, like, if that person needs to find me, if she, you know, when she's ready, like, she can. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. <laughs> That's dope that. That's where you want to go for it. Like, yeah. Like, when, when Jay Shetty said, like, passion is for you, purpose is for others. I was, like, that's that's all that I kept thinking, like, as yeah. you're saying, that, like, your passion is the fighting, but, like, your purpose may yeah. be just that. And I think it's, like, I love, and I, you know, you talked about, too, like, asking about, like, discipline, too. And mm-hmm. I, I do want to touch on this, too, is, like, I think once you find your purpose, um, cause I, I, I know, I know, you know, I'm going to hit my goals. Like, obviously I, you know, I keep, I keep saying that I'm going to be a world champion cause I am, yeah, but I think so. that like, um, like I, I look at what Vince is doing and like, I look up to Vince so like so, so much, like, like he was like, he's who I want to be. And like, it was so funny because like, as I'm coached, like, as I'm like, we're having like a match chat, I see him like bump Josh and I was like, oh, like I can already tell, like, I can already see like what's happening. So I'm just like, <laughs> all right, like. <laughs> but um, I think that you know once you find like where you're supposed to be, um, like things, it's easier to cut you know to cut stuff that that doesn't make sense for it. It's easier to be like, all right, like this is not aligned with like what because I know my purpose. Like I know that this is what I was like put on earth to do. Like I know that this is what I was born to do. So like anything else, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like it do, it don't matter. Like you know I know like I know what I need to do. So because, like, I know my purpose and I know that it's not just going to fall into my lap, like, I've got to work for it or else it's not going to happen. But I know my purpose, so it's a lot easier. I feel like that's um, something, too. That's something that I had a hard time with is, like, letting go of the things that happened to me because I used it as a way to define me, to describe me to people. Or to protect that. Yeah, a way to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Like, this happened to me. That's why I'm like this. And while, you know, that is true, you know, I let that thing you know, creep from being on my back to being in front of me mm-hmm. at all times. And it's I was, so re- yeah, I was reliving those moments day in and day out. My body was, my body, my mind, everything felt like I was back there. But really, I was in a whole different space. I just wasn't present enough. Yeah. So I definitely, I feel like I could feel myself letting that bag that was on my back creep to the front. And I just was not present in anything like that. And I was letting the bag make all the decisions mm-hmm. for me. I just had to figure out how to cut it. Like, I realized I wanted people to feel sorry for me so that that way I felt like I could find respect through that. Yeah, you yeah. feel me? Oh, he went through this, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Wear like a badge of honor. But then I realized, like, okay, but I'm like, I'm, this happened so long ago and I'm still thinking like this. Yeah. You feel me? It's really halt, halting me from being able to walk but forward. But you're not that person anymore, too. Exactly. Exactly. You feel me? And I didn't even mm. give myself a chance to see who I was then. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I got. I just got to cut it. Yeah. You feel me? I got to let go of it. I, you know. Release if, the ghost. Yes. If someone want to ask me, cool. It's like when we were talking that one time in the car um, on the way from Kaizen. I was like, everything that happened to me, I hold it close. I know it happened, but I don't harp on it. I don't think about it. I keep it here so that, like you said, someone may walk in one day, like, man, this was, you know, I went through this one. Oh, I can relate to you. You feel me? I've, I've shifted my mindset from more 
of a sympathetic mindset to an empathetic mindset yeah. because that sympathy don't really like when people usually are very sympathetic to someone they don't really give them a whole bunch of feedback on you know mm -hmm. how to get better how to improve yeah. you know so I, sh I shifted from that because the people who were sympathetic with me they weren't really helping me they were no. comforting mm -hmm. me and consoling me and things yeah. like mm -hmm. that but they I kept on thinking that same mind frame and stuff like that so I wanted when I was able to get someone to place themselves in my shoes and be like boom 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 and stuff like that and kind of give me a an example, because of course no one can tell you, yeah. you know, what to do or how to do it, but they can give you examples and stuff like that, and they can understand you on a deeper level where you know, like, oh, they feel the same pain I do. Mm -hmm. You feel me? It's time for me to walk forward, mm -hmm. and that's why where I've became so much more empathetic versus sympathetic, just because it's like I want to place myself in your shoes. I want to really feel and see what you're going through, sure. so that I can like understand the pressures that are, that are you know attacking you yeah. and stuff like that to the best of my ability. Because again. I'm not. It's all different. Yeah, it's all different. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Perspective is different on it. And I feel like just shifting to being like that and kind of just letting that bag just stay behind and me keep walking, I was able to create room and space yeah. for me to figure out who I was, for me to let my purpose come to me. Yeah. Because, honestly, that's when my purpose came to me, when I was like, bang, this is gone. I mean, it happened. Cool. You feel me? What can I take from it? Okay, let's go. Let's walk forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was so much space, so much room that needed to be filled because... I never let it be filled. I let it sit vacant. And when I allow myself the opportunity to let it come, it's just like, dang, like, this is what it needed, that personal mm -hmm. development. Yeah, and sometimes I think that, like, um, when you kind of, like, hold something on your back, um, you, at the same time, too, like, try to distance yourself from the feelings that are associated with it. Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes you're like, like, it's there superficially, but, like, you know, it's not... It's not that you don't you don't feel the emotions that you need to. So it's yeah. just like you're not you're not processing everything at once. So it's just like all right, like I'm processing it like little by little as like it's comfortable to me, which like is not always like the best way to do it. So sometimes when you're like all right, like I have to look at this right here right mm -hmm. now, and it's just like this is uncomfortable, but like I'm gonna grow from it, and like I can also address like the feelings that are about it that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So there are just, there are certain things by like you know having that like that sympathetic like, you know that sympathetic you know like oh it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay that didn't really like answer yeah. like the questions of like what am I feeling and why am I feeling it and mm -hmm. what are these feelings like um, what are they like and the biggest thing for me like when I was especially like after the assault was like safety was just, yeah. like, I don't feel safe but like why don't I feel safe and it's just like instead of addressing like the fact that like I wasn't feeling safe like I had done like an entire 360 around everything else and it took so much time and so much energy when I could just be like I don't feel safe why don't I feel safe because somebody threatened my safety and then I feel like you know after that happened you know I had no help because mm -hmm. um, like you know there were like, I ran to somebody's house and they were like you know go next door because it was like a little old lady which is understandable yeah and then like I ran to somebody's car because I could hear like a car because they knocked my glasses off I ran to and that's probably one of the reasons why I don't wear glasses anymore. Like, if I'm out, like, I wear my contacts because I don't want, I don't want yeah. shit to happen. But, uh, basically, like, what happened, you know, I, you know, I ran to somebody's car and, um, like, he, I wrote, he rolled down his window and said, yeah, I saw everything. Um, I heard you scream. You should probably ask for help. And this man drove off. He drove off and left me. Like, where I had just been attacked, I couldn't find my glasses because I couldn't, it was dark, so I couldn't see for shit. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, you know, I feel safe because I feel, I don't feel safe because I feel like I was abandoned. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, I kind of carried that through my entire relationship. And even now, like there are times when like, I feel like I have like an anxious attachment to people it's just because like, you know, I am afraid of like being left when I'm vulnerable. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like, that's just kind of like the, the risks that you have to take with people. Like, you know, like every time you like connect with somebody in any sense, like romantically or as like on a friendship like level, they could leave you high and dry yeah. and you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, it's been, it's taken some real work to like understand like the reason why I held on to it was because I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I didn't feel safe was because I had been left in my hour of need. And then, you know, I kind of, you know, I spent a long time, you know, still doing the same thing where it's just like I would keep these people who like they really weren't interested in being kept or they really weren't interested in like, you know, like in my own development, but I was still giving them so much. Like I was still giving them so much credit, but it was just like, you know, like, can you face that? You know, can you face that alone? And it's just like addressing that, like that final feeling where it's like the issue was safety and abandonment. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, once I got that, I was like, all right, like we can start cleaning up around that. But I danced around that for so long and you waste so much energy instead of just being like, all right, what do I feel? Why am I feeling Mm -hmm. it? Just address those feelings. Oh, for me, like carrying the, um, the weight and all negativity. For me, I, I use it as fuel. Um, like before games, I always play better angry. So yeah. for me, it was listen to music that'll bring it out of me yeah. or mm-hmm. try to keep it on me. So like before games, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I always try to stay in that angry mindset. And like it's not good. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you're just not angry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, like, yeah. I, I started to feel that longer and longer as I was in college. It was just like like my feeling of my pregame feelings were changing. Like, I, I, I even had to stop listening to music the whole time. I used to have to listen to, um, like, an hour before the game so I can get that anger, that, that feeling right before, and yeah. then go out there. But that was, like, a learning process. So sometimes I wouldn't even get that feeling. And when I didn't get that feeling, I almost felt like I wasn't ready to play. Because yeah. I attached myself to that negative feeling of playing better and angry of just – and really what it was is just me not really caring or just being um, – I guess free in a certain way of not really worrying about what's going to happen or just yes. being mm. angry, just play and – and running around hit people, you know, so that's yeah. kind of how football is. So, like, that's kind of, like, what I did with my weight, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and that's how you have to do it with, like, fighting, too. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, I used a lot of that to fuel, you know, to fuel my sparring sessions, to fuel my fight. But it was just, like, at one point, like, those feelings started to really lessen. So it was just like, all right, like, I can't put myself there authentically. Yeah. And, it, you know, everything else just kind of feels forced. But it's just like, but if you if you fight emotionally, again, like, you get caught with shit. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're not fighting at your best. But, you know, you, you really just don't, as with anything, like, you can't attach yourself to any outcome. You just be like, all right, I'm going to go in there. I know what I did. Yeah. I know what I worked on. I know what I did. And I feel like that's what made me, because, like, I feel like my last fight was probably my the best fight that I had performing. Like, afterwards, like, Vince and Brandon were both so stoked. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I did everything that I needed to do, but it was because, like, I had dropped, like, that negative bullshit. It was just like, all right, you know. And I remember one time somebody asked me because I was like, you know, I had like was texting her and I was just like, you know, like I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. And she was like, yeah, but what happens? Like, what happens when you do prove people wrong? Like, what what happens? Like, what happens after that? Yeah. And at that time, like, I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. Now I do because you know, at some point, like, you can't access that. What happens mm-hmm. next? Like, mm-hmm. you can attach yourself to that anger still. And right. It's just like it doesn't make any sense. Like, right. it's, it's so expensive now. Yeah. So it's just like I now have to go into the ring and just be like, I don't care what happens to me. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my thing. She's going to do her thing. And, you know, the best man's going to win. <laughs> i never forget when I got popped one time when I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess he's more angry than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes it hurt worse. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like I just, the angry I can get, it's all my power right here. I'm like, all right. That's you know. it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, then you got to go back to basically like yep. discipline, like your, your exactly. core of who you are type of thing. Precisely. Yeah. You gotta find that sustainable fuel that's mm-hmm. really yeah. gonna last. The real me. fuel, yeah. yeah angry, yeah. anger is hard. Like I feel you. I used to be the same way. I would cry and try to make myself angry, 
or whatnot. But like sometimes it's just like, man, it's just not. It's, <laughs> it's not, not there. there. It's yeah. not. <laughs> and it really is just like a temporary emotion. It and is. It's, yes. It's, Anger, like, I, it's so funny because, like, I think a lot of people, when they when they, t- they talk about anger or they talk about, like, you know, um, anger really is just kind of like a secondary emotion. Mm, like, okay. it's like, you know, a lot of, like, it's protecting you from a lot of shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it's just like, but when, when, you've, when you're not protected by your anger anymore, it's just like, what you know, what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what's going on with that? Um, so, you know, I definitely, like, that, that definitely resonates with me and I, I feel that 100%. <laughs> you know that's definitely, that's what I've told some of my clients. Like, emotions are not bad. You no, they're part sit, of the human experience. Yeah, they're trying to, oh. they're trying to help you learn, like, what's going on. What is it that I, I love or I don't like or, yeah. you know, what's, th- things like that. They're just sensory, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Don't attach yourself to them. No, they're not, they're not bad. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, we're all, you know, we're all on this floating rock and it's weird. We're all experiencing, you know, these these crazy emotions that we don't necessarily like know what they mean or like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And you know, at the end of the day, like we're all just like in in terms of time, like we are a drop what? in an ocean. Right. Like this is where we are right now, it's a drop in the ocean. So it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, but like it's part of that experience. Like it's part of like being a human being. It's like, all right, like I'm angry. And how do I express that anger in a way that's like going to get what we both need, what everyone needs here? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, too, is, like, I think that a lot of, like, the new age kind of, like, um, the way, I think that they've got it right, you know, in terms of, like, not living there, right? Mm. So it's, like, I think that they do it really right, right to just be, like, all right, you know, like, this is what I'm feeling, but I'm not going to live there. But I think that sometimes that, like, that false positivity or that, that toxic yeah. positivity, oh, yeah. 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 where it's just, like, okay, like, I, but, you know, you are angry, right? Like, you're, you're, you're angry, and you are justified. You know, sometimes, like, we really are, like, if you're angry, like, they're, you know, that's, You've earned that, right? Yeah, experience <laughs> it. Yeah, something's happened. But it's just like, that's not a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, sometimes, like, especially, like, conflict, you know, mm-hmm. when you're angry. Like, that leads to greater understanding. As long as you can do it correctly, like, you will understand somebody a lot more, like, when you're like, hey, like, what you did or, you know, what, you know, my interpretation of what happened between the two of us, like, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm upset about it. Um, what can we do about it? And it just, like, I feel like every time I've had that conversation with somebody, just be like, hey, like, I, you know, this is... This is how I like. I'm a, and, and this is what that that interaction like said to me, or this is how it made me feel. Um, you know, like I feel like after that conflict, there's so much deeper understanding that I've yes. had with that person, and like I can be like, all right, like I now I, and now I feel closer because we've like resolved the conflict, and now mm-hmm. I understand you a little bit better, and now you understand me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Shane, we just want to thank you, you thank know, you. for coming on. This conversation was dope. It was fun. Yeah, no, very insightful. <laughs> like, definitely, I feel like I learned so much just from being able to talk to you. And, um, man, we appreciate you. Thank definitely. You, thank I feel you. like the I'm viewers are going to appreciate you. <laughs> and um, so um, where can where can we be of service to you? How can we find you and, you know, keep up with your journey and things like that? Sure, you can find me on, um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. Um, Facebook is kind of dying, so I don't post there a whole lot anymore. But my, uh, my Instagram handle is Chandra underscore N double underscore A. Definitely. Y'all heard that. Man, y'all stay tuned with Chan. Big fight coming June 26th. First one in Florida. You feel me? So let's, you know, make sure we support. And yeah, man. And also feel free to, you know, leave a review, feedback, anything on ways that we can improve. Guests you want to hear, topics that you want to hear about. Um, You can email us at perspectivepodcast3 at gmail.com with any comments, feedback, questions, or anything like that. We look forward to hearing from y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was fun.